0: Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure that you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys, yeah, Stephen and the twins. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way that you approach caring for your balls. And great news—they've just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Now, let's not forget—it's the not best. Bothered about
1: the Australians having, Do you not? Set. No. no.
0: Uh, Well, neither am I, actually.
1: They can chuff off.
0: (laughs) The Lawn Mower 3.0 Trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Lads, have you ever had a grooming accident? And be completely honest.
2: Only the odd nip and a little bit of needless blood for a bit, but nothing like ridiculous. No sort of horrific Halloween horror film scenes, mate. And I'm too scared to go to, to yeah so um mm. yeah you know, i am actually due a
1: little bit of a tidy up down there so i'm looking forward to using my um I've previously used manscape equipment fantastic yeah. and chris are, are you- I, I, I would second what brookie said I, I don't think anyone can lie if they do look after themselves and say they've never had a little accident yeah but um due to having the new manscape product means i'll never have an accident again
0: I love it. Well, look, they've got a, a, an ear and nose hair trimmer as well. It's called the Weed Whacker. They've got the Crop Care Kit. We like that, by the way. I've, I've used that ball deodorant. It's brilliant. Really, really <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't really know why, but feels nice and fresh down there. It's very good. Crop mop ball wipes, crop cleanser body wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair, on your head. Not that I've got much of it, so mine will probably last me a while. Be
2: careful, mate. Be careful. <sighs> I just
0: That's thought I'd get that in mop. before you guys started as well. And if you've suffer from stank foot or you stand on your feet all day, Um, there's a product for you, the Foot Duster Foot Deodorant. It's a free gift as well when you order this. So that's pretty good. Loads of stuff to go at as well. Um, And the reason that we're kind of mentioning this to you is because we've got a a code, haven't we, Chris? Is it Barmy Army, I'm guessing? We
1: have, yes, absolutely. So you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code BARMYARMY in block capitals. Make your balls a priority this fall
0: masterfully done and like we said before I used mine the other week and you, you can eat your dinner off it a very warm welcome to the Shackles Raw podcast. This is episode number 30. woo Episode number 30. Lads. I know, yeah. Dirty <laughs> 30. Dirty, dirty 30s. 30. We're into the dirty how, 30s. How was your 30th, Greggy, five years ago? Oh, I <laughs> started. You set a up,
1: I'll tap in, kid.
0: I think you'll have to, um, <laughs> you might have to ask Ollie Pope how old he thinks I am on this podcast, I reckon. Oh, just, just drop that in. Just drop that in. See, see, you know, I think I'm looking quite youthful today, so see what he it says. Won't,
1: it won't begin with a two, Greggy. <laughs> Doesn't
0: uh, matter if
1: you put an age 16 shirt on from Tesco, it still look dirty.
0: Yeah, no, oh, I'm just saying N-O-V-A-T. That's all I'm saying. If you buy kids clothes, <laughs> No VAT. Anyway, um, thank you very much for joining. Hope you enjoyed Ben Ducket's podcast. we are actually got some really good guests lined up in the next few weeks, so keep them downloaded and keep subscribing and telling your mates about it and stuff as well, particularly since at the moment there's, well, apart from a bit of IPL stuff, there's not really anything to get your cricketing fix. So, um, yeah, so give it a listen. And also we want to have some correspondence as well. Um, we'll keep it quite general. Just let us know what you're up to give us some uh, stuff, a bit of banter to read out on the podcast would be very nice. And we'll get some of those read out in the next few weeks as well. Uh, Brooksy Millard. How are we both? Um, Brooksy, I know that you've been under the knife a little bit recently and uh, you're heading for a bit more.
2: Yeah, mate. Now I've had a bit of a mad couple of weeks. I had my thumb re- reattached after wounding it at Lord's or my ligament. So that's, that's in a cast at the minute, my right hand, um, and I've also got double Achilles op coming up on Monday just to sort out my ongoing Achilles issues I've had for most of my career. So it's going to be a pretty rubbish rehab process for the next three or four weeks. But after that, I'll be good longer term.
0: Good. Good to hear. I'll be
2: barnic. I'll be like the barnic man.
0: You will, yeah. Man it's all right. You could probably get away with a facelift or something as well whilst you're recovering, yeah? <laughs> oh, no, no. Massive shots, that. Yeah.
2: Wow, wow, wasn't expecting that, Mr. I need a hair transfer.
0: Oh. <laughs> I think Turkey's not on the air bridge at the moment. That's why I'm just putting mine off at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Millard, how's tricks? Um I believe that Barmy Army members or potential members um, have a little bit of looking on the website to do. Is that right?
1: That's right, yeah. So we're obviously trying to make sure everyone's COVID secure and the current environment and we are doing face masks as per um the people's demands we were getting loads of inquiries about them so we've done them so any person who signs up to be a barmy army member from now till we run out gets a free face mask and anyone who renews their membership as well so even our existing members we are looking after you if you just email in telling us that you've renewed we'll check it with our records and we'll get a face mask out to you so they're very good as well I'll send, I'll send a couple to you guys, but for Thank just £30 you. a year, you can reap all the rewards of being a Barmy Army member. Help us out through this tricky period and be a part of it for the future as well. So make sure you sign up at barmyarmy.com forward slash membership.
0: Professionally done. Very good. Um, I, I might just keep my mask for when I'm around Brooksy in future, even without a pandemic, you know? I've been seeing his feet earlier on on the, on the, on the Zoom. Dear me. They, they are bowler's you, um, feet.
1: What you like to expose your beard and facial hair as much as you can because if you cover that, there's not much left <laughs> there's on the nothing, it's there. not that it's
0: just like an egg with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: <laughs> well, like an extra large free range egg, it's not a medium <laughs> or mixed size. It's some... all go today, isn't
0: it? No holds, barred. Today. I know it's like very, you know, very full of <laughs> hate. <laughs> Everyone's it's full catchy. of hate. It's not nice. Just
1: gone, we've just gone to tier three. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're all angry, aren't we? It's going to be revolting, uh, not Yeah, just everything's
0: vile abuse for the next few weeks on the podcast. So yeah. um, there are people listening to this, by the way, lads. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, um, Ollie Pope is our guest. Um, we'll get into it in just a moment. Uh, Brooks, you've played against him. Has he ended up in your pocket a couple of times? I'll politely ask him uh, that question.
2: He's a, he's a fantastic young player, I'll give him that. When he first played against me in a semi-final headingway a few years ago, I thought, yeah, he's a good little player. And then he um, cemented that with a, a big 150, I think it was, at the Oval against us in a champo. Um, yeah, I did manage to get him out for zero on a flat one, Lucky, like He must have just somehow nicked one of my ropey follies. follies But um, listen, he's going to be a, a proper star for England for a long time. Um, hopefully he gets past his shoulder injury and cuts back 100%. But um, yeah, he's a he's a lovely bloke as well. I've been really looking
1: forward to this chap. Yeah. I, I think he's the most talked about young cricketer to be compared to Ian Bell that I've heard coming through the ranks. Ian Bell, a bit of rooty as well for his style, his technique and his application as well. So very exciting cricketer to watch, yeah. especially as a fan. You want to see young batsmen come in and change games and dig in when they need to. And he does that for England. So I'm looking forward to him. To meeting
0: him potential Barmy Army favourite for the next few years definitely we'll get hearing from him we were there for his 100 weren't we Um, Chris actually he's made in Test 100 at Port Elizabeth and that what a moment for him that was in a winning cause as well but he's part how of that how
1: long ago does that seem
0: I, I can't believe that was this year that it's like nine months ago madness anyway
1: it's incredible
0: isn't it that was in a different world wasn't
1: it it was simpler do you times you re- do you guys remember it well, you know, you know, BC used to be before Christ. Do you think it would change to before yeah, COVID? Before
0: COVID, yeah, because nothing else is real. I think so. Oh dear, depressing times. Well, we'll try and have an upbeat conversation off the back of this with Ollie Pope, who is our next guest on episode number thirty of the Shackles Are Off podcast. So we asked all our guests this: Where does the love of the game come from, Ollie? Where does where does it all stem from?
3: First memories, probably, the ones that stick with you, just playing, playing in the front garden. It's a bit of a cliche with the old man, um, but that's my that's my first cricketing memory, and I guess where I sort of you say fall in love with the game. And then, in terms of watching cricket and realising that's what I wanted to do, probably probably watching that 05 Ashes really. Uh, it's when I started understanding cricket a little bit better. and could uh, appreciate what was going on and obviously it was an amazing series to watch so yeah that's that's probably when i realized that's what i fancied doing when i was a little bit older
0: so how old were you then oh five ashes we what we you have been about uh, eight about eight or nine
3: 15, yeah about eight or nine yeah yeah
0: right okay Wow, okay. So, I was a bit older than that, and I still have a clue what was going on. Um, So, that's interesting. Uh, He looks looks a lot older. He
1: he looks a lot older than you think. He's actually not that much older than you. Let's say that series
2: inspired (laughs) me, and I was 21.
3: Really, yeah. Probably the highlights, I say, is is probably the highlights that I've seen uh,
0: yeah, quality. Um, age groups at Surrey, what age group, what kind of age did you get into the age group set up at Surrey then? Was it through school um, and stuff that, that you got picked up in that then, was yeah.
3: it? Yeah, I got I had my first trial when I was seven for the under nines and then got in when I was eight for the under nines and been been representing the Three Feathers since then, so it's quite a nice little journey. Hopefully I can be a one club man, so eight to the end of my career, but yeah, that's when I started out.
0: That's mad, isn't it? We spoke to quite a few Surrey blokes on our podcast. So we spoke to the gaffer, uh, Stewie. We spoke to Tudes. We've had Jason Roy on. I mean, they all say it's an amazing place to play cricket. And I mean, you can tell from the amount of players who are sort of coming out of there at the minute. What's Alex Stewart like as a boss? Because we had a great sort of, well, we couldn't get him off the phone, could we? We were on on with him about an hour and a half not a few weeks ago. Is he a bit of a tough taskmaster, though, behind the scenes? I can imagine he is.
3: Um, a little bit of both. I reckon he he gets the he gets the perfect balance. Really, it's it's a I can imagine it being quite a hard job to sort of you you want to be mates with the players, but you've got to realise that he's our boss as well, and he's obviously got a ridiculous amount of experience. So he could he can do a lot of coaching as well and fall into that category. So it's. It's probably quite a hard role just to get the balance between everything right, but I think Stewie is one of those blokes. He, he, in his career, sound like he's exactly the same. Um, he does get, he just gets things right in general. He, he's a, he's that model, model professional. I think back in the day, and he's sort of taken that into, into life after playing as well.
1: Has he, has he helped you with your progress through the England ranks and into the England team? Obviously, his advice could be crucial for you, I guess.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, at, at first, it was probably more from a keeping point of view, um, as, as a co- from a coaching perspective. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't done a massive amount of that recently. Uh, probably for the best. Um, <laughs> and but no, he's he's great to chat to. I think anyone who's had a, had a brilliant career. Especially playing for it, test cricket for England as much as he did, then he's got so much wealth, he's got a great wealth of knowledge. And he, I try and pick his brains as much as he can. And before I go on tour, I always have a good chat with him, and he'll always. Give you a buzz in between um, in between games. If you're struggling, or even if you've done well, or even if you're struggling, he's one of them. He'll pick up the phone and just have a have a chat about about whatever and whatever needs to be said. Um, but no, he's he's great to pick his brains. We'll, we'll
0: talk about Surrey and stuff in a moment because there's the Currens, Amar Verdi, yourself, and you know a whole host of players who are making a big impact at the minute. But you were went were sent to the Australian sort of grade cricket system, weren't you? Quite early doors. Yeah um yeah. brooks he spent a bit of time there as well didn't you, you spent you spent time in australia brooks he's in winters i think pretty much every player that we speak to has at some point how was that first of all and i've also got a bit of a nugget of information that you need to talk us through in a minute but first of all how was australia
3: australia's class i mean uh i was initially told i was going going out to sydney so i was like oh, decent i want to be on bondi beach could you beach every day and then Found out I was going to uh, Campbelltown out west, uh, and there's no beaches nearby there. And it's roasting hot, and, uh, but they were they they looked after me brilliantly. I, I loved the club and the family that put me up were awesome as well. Um, it wasn't, it, it, and I was lucky enough. I had mates staying in uh, in Coogee, so uh, I'd hop I'd hop down there for a couple of nights each week and uh, make the most of the the Sydney lifestyle. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't exactly what I expected at first, but I loved it every, time, every minute of my time out there. And it was probably probably a good thing for my cricket that I was um, a little bit further out of the city than I had initially imagined. Um, but, no, it was awesome. It was a good, it's a good comp to be a part of, and I think it's as good, as good a cricket as you'll get, but it's not professional cricket, from from my experience, anyway.
0: Any, any stick off any of the Aussies? I mean, what's it like as a batsman? I'm and just this, about oh.
1: to ask exactly the same question. Yeah. But are you, so, did you get a good prep? The oh stick.
3: yeah, yeah. To be honest, I was I expected more. It was a little bit, uh, a little bit of a downer. To be honest, I was quite looking forward to copping some good classic Aussie bogan sprays, but um, they yeah, <laughs> they didn't go as hard as I had imagined. Um, I think you get the odd one. So when you're struggling for a bit, if you're struggling for a bit of form or struggling in one inning, say, so how's this guy professional cricket? How's he playing county cricket? I'd go over an average 50 in county cricket if I was out there, but just a classic, classic grade cricket chat, to be honest. But it's good. It's, it's competitive. Um, and the way they sort of, fire up every Saturday and Sunday it's, it's, en- it's good it's entertaining but I would have hoped for a bit more stick I was a little bit surprised to be honest that the, no I think probably because the wickets were so flat and we we're using a ball without a seam on so
2: <laughs> yeah I bet you love batting against the uh, cooker bar, didn't you
3: geez it was flat yeah I remember my first week actually they had um they had Hazelwood and Trent Copeland playing um so I was like geez, this great cricket is just as good as test cricket really um, yeah. But then they didn't. Yeah, then
0: they. It was it was flat out there, so it was nice to bat. So I'm um, look. It was obviously flat. So you scored 994 runs, three hundreds, and then <laughs> is this information right? Because I mentioned this to the lads before we came on, Ollie. Right, and it says that you received a commendation in the New South Wales Parliament for your on- and off-field exploits from MP Chris Patterson, who also just so happened to be the club's vice-president. What was that all about? Because Brooksy says that you can get it for pretty much anything. So I hope there's a story behind this.
1: <laughs> and what's I the off-field?
0: What's the off-field stuff?
3: And I'll tell you what, the off-field stuff, I wouldn't be getting a shout-out in Parliament for the off-field stuff, I'll tell you that now. Come <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I mean, laughs> on, Poke it's uh, got to be a story though.
3: Ah, uh, there's not. There's actually not the guy. There's just a guy, the MP at the club, and I think he, he had a son who was a keeper. And I spent a little bit of time just helping him out. Uh, he's probably a better keeper than I am now. Um, but yeah, there's genuinely not not a massive amount. And then I remember seeing it, and I was like, "Geez, have I made Parliament in in Sydney here?" So it was a bit of a, it was just as much of a surprise to me, to be honest. And I still don't really know how I've done it, but. I guess they were just happy I came over and scored a few runs for them, so you thought, you know, give them a give them a shout-out in Parliament for
0: it. How did that go down? You know, this, this MP's sort of singing this English bloke's praises in Parliament. I mean, uh,
3: I can imagine everyone listening to it <laughs> probably just switched off when they started speaking.
1: <laughs> Are you happy that if we remind the Australian public that you've got a commendation in their Parliament when you score in? 1,000 runs in the next Ashes series.
3: As long as I'm scoring a 1,000 runs. If (laughs) if I'm scoring that many runs, then then you can
1: do what you want. They can't
0: really say too much, can they, to be honest, if that's the case. I love it. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Um, So, you know, you've played a lot of cricket for Surrey, to be fair, in quite a short space of time. Won a champo. Um, Played against Brooksy much, actually? You know, you must have played against each other a bit.
2: Couple games, yeah. Two or three times, yeah. I reckon, yeah. they. I think He's taken me down a couple of times. <laughs>
3: uh, you, you caught me on a good day one, year, uh, At the yeah. Oval, you, you, beat, you beat cover in it's four runs. So it's bad yeah, you um, played lovely
2: that day. You basically turned the game, didn't you? I and mean, then you just absolutely dicked us.
0: And, Ollie, um, has Brooksy ever got you out?
2: Uh, have you? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Obviously, you uh, raised uh, that one.
2: I'm pretty sure I've nicked him off for uh, a duck, but... but it, Wrong game, I
3: think, really? it was another nice game, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, jeez, i tell you that, that was a good one, that, it was the flattest wicket ever, I the week before I just got my maiden maiden turn against Hampshire, so I'm on top of the world, and I've, this wicket is about to be at the over, one of those real batter's paradises, and I watched Sanger get 180 not out, and I uh, watched um, Foxy get 150, I reckon, and I've got some serious pad rash, and I was like, right, it's my turn, stroll out to the middle, and you've got one slip in I remember so well you have one slip in and um so this is first ball and I'm shaping up and I was like this is gonna be Christmas (laughs) um you had one slip in play and then I remember I think so whoever was behind the sticks I think it was Hod um goes all right let's just get a second in first ball nick second slip diving one-handed catch and I've just I've, yeah, we've scored about 600 odd runs, and I've got a first baller. So it, was just, yeah, it was a pretty dark day.
2: One of my rope PR follies, you just managed to nick, but. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything can happen first ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's superb. I love that. um, talk to me about when you first made your England debut. What's it like strolling out with those three lines on? I know you'd probably played some age group cricket and some line stuff prior to that, so it wasn't that new, but it must have been awesome all the same and you what were you aboutwen nineteen twenty or something when you when you've made your debut? Yeah, I
3: think I was just twenty um. It was it was a whirlwind to be honest. Um that it was it was a dream week because it was, it was a Lords Test match. We're playing against the number one number one team in the world of India at the time. They had Kohli playing like playing with my heroes now. I've only played I think 13, 14 1st class games at this time. So I'm a bit like what is going on here? And I, I, I remember I couldn't I was I was unbelievably nervous, I think, a couple of a few days before, but I was excited but nervous at the same time, just because I, yeah, I did I didn't expect to be there. I got a call on the Sunday saying I was joining up with the boys on the Monday, just completely out of the blue. Really, I was I as shocked as everyone to, to be walking out there. Um, and yeah, staying staying in the nice hotel in London, and, and like just yeah, it was, it was class. Everything was it got. It, I don't want to say it got to my head, but I took I took things in nicely before, and I just remember doing a press conference with like 50 journalists in the room and i was like what is going on here i'm just a 20 year old just trying to trying to give it a whack um so that it was the whole the whole build-up was a bit of a whirlwind and the first day ended up being a complete washout at lords the the crowds and i remember just wanting to just get on with it get out there um, and then yeah when, when we finally did get out there it was nice we we rolled them for like 90 odd on a green wicket and then it, the sun came out and it was a bit nicer to bat on but it was it was an incredibly special week but it was um, looking back on it you say when you play for England try and treat it like a county game at the time it felt a bit impossible um, because it was just uh, it was it was very it was very special and I'm glad I took could take it in but I also after I only played two games in my first little stint um, so it gave me Good time to actually become a better player after that when I, when I next got my shot.
0: Yeah, and presumably as well, you'd been watch. You'd been to the Oval to watch England before just as a punter and probably got some tickets and stuff through Surrey. So that mm. must that must be strange, you know, because I can't. I mean, you know, luckily I'm never going to play for England, but I also I'm looking at it and I'm sat in the stand and I can't imagine then being on the other side of it. Whereas for you, that's exactly what happened. So that must be yeah. that must be quite a weird thing.
1: You were never in the academy though, Greg, you were? You? No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, so I say, like Popey's a little
3: bit
0: better than you. Yeah, well, I did, I did clarify that before I made that point, <laughs> for, for God's sake. No,
3: nah, it was, it was, it was. Um, and then I just remember standing uh, and I, I was just as nervous fielding as I was um, batting, to be honest, just because it was like, Jimmy's bowling and I don't want to drop a catch on Davy off Jimmy. Um so I ran and then I remember were you getting dragged in. I was actually in, I think I was at fourth slip, so it was not a nice position because you stand so close there as well. So I, was, I remember <laughs> Tickle was going, but it was cool. It was, a, it was an amazing experience.
0: Because we spoke to Zach Crawley not long ago, sort of during the middle of lockdown, and we were talking to him about it, and he was saying in South Africa this year, he was like playing cards with a couple of the players, who and he didn't actually name them, but we could pretty much work out who they were, who obviously he'd spent a lot of time watching on the TV grown up as a kid and I suppose yeah. you'll have had exactly the same experience as Zach in, in that respect where you're sitting there going uh okay like I'm just relaxing with these people and yeah I, I suppose that doesn't ever really become normal does it even if they are your teammates so yeah. have you got a moment like that where you think oh god I'm playing cards or I'm stood having breakfast with so and so it
3: was actually I think it was Probably the moment I realised was because it, like you say, it did, it did, it does, I guess, become normal when you do tour with these guys for so long. Um, you, they do become your genuine mates and stuff. So that, from that perspective, it's cool. But um, probably the time where I thought like that it was I remember after the after the game, um, walking back and after that Lords game, obviously big, we won by an innings, so did well, um, and just walking back and our whites, and I was walking next to Cook and Root. Just back in our whites, having a beer, off to the, off back to the hotel late at night. So that was, um, that was probably the moment I was like, this is, this is decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Tell me, how how easy is it to settle into that environment though, when you've got the likes of Sam Curran, Bessie, probably that like these guys that you've obviously played like with county cricket, but age group stuff as well. It must seem just like you're walking and just like you said, you're playing your mates, but guys that you've known for a long time as well.
3: Yeah, it is. It does help quite a lot to be honest. It's just looking around and seeing. Seeing these guys all on the, on the pitch, um, it's it is kind of comforting in a way. Seeing Sam uh, Sam at fine leg, and then standing next to Crawley and the slips, and then Bessie's having a trundle, and it's, it is it is weird because I played with all these guys since I was sort of eight or nine, a few of them, and then played nine teams with Bessie. Sam joined when he was fifteen, and it does help make the whole thing at the moment. I don't want to say normal because it's never going to be normal, but as normal as it it can be, and then. I think the the one of the nicest moments was after that cape town test to be honest just after and because crawley was pretty new to the team as well then and he pulled off that catch and we we're all going mental on the pitch and then all the all the all the big dogs were just as uh just as like buzzing by the whole thing as we were so it was, that was that was pretty cool to be a part of
2: that big an impact um stokes you having that change room Is he just the Massive presence as a as a bloke around the rooms, not obviously for his cricket, ability, but also just with his mere presence around as well.
3: Yeah, massively. I think he's obviously done some ridiculous things. So I think he's one of those guys that that we we watch him. We watch pretty much his every step on the on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well, and in the training ground. And he's someone we all want to be just as good as when we're older. Um, so we it's it's great to have him around. Just his. Um, his whole sort of per- personality and and obviously the way he plays as well which is pretty special
0: yeah that's so good I love all that so what's i mean look you know amar verdi's not quite sort of made his way in yet but you talk about the currens and then obviously uh, uh, older as well you know rory burns jason roy who've sort of kind of been there and done it in the last sort of couple of years and few years before that for, in jason's case have you been able to pick their brains? What's it like when you're sort of battling for a, pe- a place in the side and Rory's there as well because, you know, he's done really well, scored the Ashes 100 and stuff as well, hasn't he? So that must be really nice. You're obviously quite close. In fact, there's, it just reminded me, just talking about Rory Burns, there was a video that, of Rooty talking to Zach... You know exactly what I'm saying. I've seen you grin on your yeah, face yeah. here. And you both got you both snuggling up to each other, aren't you? You've both got your hoodies yeah. on. Um, you obviously yeah, got on we really well.
3: Nicked, we were both nicked off for not very many as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> you look very sad sat there. And Zach's there with 200 to his name sat next yeah, to
3: exactly. you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, mate, keep it interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, obviously, you're very, you know, you're good pals and stuff, and he's a bit older. And What's he been like? Because he was sort of knocking on that England door for ages wasn't he so he must be really glad that you guys have got that opportunity sort of long before he did really
3: he he's just he's a great bloke he's someone who i look up to a lot and just how he goes about his cricket and when when he's playing well and when things are going well for him he'll be the same bloke as when things are going pretty pretty badly for him um, which is something i admire a lot with how how he how he goes about his stuff um but he's he's one of my good mates now as well um Obviously, there's that age gap, but he feels like he's one of my closest closest mates, even off the pitch. So to have him there is good. He's a uh, he's someone, yeah. Like I said, I admire him a lot for how he deals with um, deals with criticism. We all, we all go through the same thing as cricketers. I mean, when things don't go your way, it can feel like the hardest and the worst sport in the world. And everyone feels it. But um, Jack, you know, you know the feeling is it Can be a there can be some low days in there, and I mean even. I mean, I'm still a still a young pump, but if you can try and as early on as you can try and deal with those low days as as good as possible, and yeah, that's what, that's basically what I use Burnsy for. Uh, he sort of d- helps me dig me out of a little pit when I've nicked off on a flat one against Yorkshire for them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, hey, I've, yeah, my RPR follies have dealt with a few, so I wouldn't worry about too much. <laughs> <laughs> you smashed me around enough as well, you know. It can go either way, so. No, it's good yeah. perspective. You've got, like, obviously, this year as well. Hopefully, it'll bring a lot of perspective to to cricketers and sportsmen around the country as well. That, you know, there's a bigger picture and it's it is a game. And then you've got to try and enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, you're not going to do very well, are you? You're not going to improve. Um, yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't remember being your age, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> you playing
1: club cricket, weren't you, Brooks? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't,
2: <laughs> I wasn't even a professional. So, um, yeah, I just soak hmm. it in. I think that gives me more perspective. I remember speaking to James Hildreth about it because he's, same age as me but he's played since he was sort of 17 or so but um, mm. I've got probably perspective outside cricket and to try and play with his mind because I know what it's like to have a real job and a sort of a mundane job that you don't necessarily want to do whereas cricket even if you're on a bad day you're still messing around with your mates aren't you and keeping fit and yeah. traveling you know, it brings you a lot yeah of exactly
3: exactly and you I find as well personally I find that the the more I'm enjoying it, putting putting runs aside, the more I'm enjoying it, enjoying my training, enjoying the gym work that we've got to do. Then the more likely I am just to be successful. And it's it's strange how it works, but it just seems like that's the that's just the way it goes.
0: Yeah, we yeah. spoke to um, I mean, we spoke to Dom Sibley about a, a few weeks ago as well, and we was, <laughs> we were talking to him about saying what do you do on tour? You know, what what how do you entertain yourself? And I mean. All, Dom said was he was like, "Oh yeah, in South Africa we looked at a few waterfalls and stuff." It all sounded really boring. So I hope that you actually do things that are slightly more exciting than that. I mean, that's the good thing, you know. When you when you've beat, you know, done a fair amount of touring yourself now, what do you get up to in between Test matches? Have you have you done anything exciting? Because you've got all that time I've done to
1: the obvious Call of
3: Duty.
0: Well, yeah, I know yeah, that's the yeah, thing yeah. with you lot. You're all sat in your feels rooms like, now.
3: Feels like Call of Duty at the moment, but. Um... In the in the winter, we obviously I was lucky enough. This winter, we went to uh, uh, New Zealand first and South Africa. So a lot of the days off, we would travel to try and find the nicest golf course in the area and try and have a hack around that. Which was and the amount we play is uh, when we go to those kind of countries is um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, and then South Africa, we managed to we had a few days off after that Cape Town test before Port Elizabeth. Few of us rented a rented a little villa um, in Cape Town for a few days, and we headed down uh, towards Port Elizabeth and managed to get on a safari for for the day. And we we try and do things like that. It's nice when I mean, obviously, we're there to play cricket and we're there to try and win a series, but it's also a great chance for us just to just to have a little look around, be be a tourist for a few days as well, and just try and take take it all in if we're in a country that allows that. So. Um, yeah, well, when when there's things to be, so when there's activities to go do, there's a lot of boys will stick their hand up and try and try and get out and about and do that.
0: So, um yeah, any of
2: the army out and about whilst you're on your on your travels exploring around?
3: We're we're normally back in our back in our hotel room locked up with our curfew when they're, when they're out and about.
1: <laughs> Opie, you've mentioned the South Africa tour and, and what it was like, but we obviously speak to a lot of people and saying that was amazing the atmosphere in the ground that Cape Town test the way you won can you remember the atmosphere and what it was like hearing the Barmy Army singing throughout the day and giving you that extra nudge what we thought you needed
3: yeah and you know what is exactly what you need you almost feel there's times out there where you feel like geez how because there were some good wickets out there especially Cape Town was a nice wicket and um, there was times I remember where I think they were, the Barmy Army were they were singing and The the song where we have to basically you're gonna sing until we get a wicket. I'm just stood there, it's like, I'm like, geez, where's this wicket coming from here? And it's almost like we've got the responsibility to get this wicket, so you guys can just sit down for 10 minutes. Have a rest, it's so tiring, (laughs) especially after a few uh, few pints Um, but yeah, there's those times when it we felt like there was just it was just flat and there were two in batsmen and but the barmy army is still just going it's just singing their hearts out and this just like this is this is what keeps going and it's what we missed as- one of the things we spoke about this summer with the bubble is something that we missed. That's probably one of the main things that we did miss is when when things are a little bit flat and the game's not moving as quickly as it could be or as quickly as we'd like it to be is that that extra little boost from from the Barmy Army. And it does it does make a massive difference as well. So um but yeah that Cape Town uh, you point out there, I mean, each test was amazing, but at Cape Town specifically was um, unbelievable. Because obviously going away and feeling like you're playing a, in a home game where every single person's behind you and supporting you pretty much. And I remember batting on the first day in the evening and managed to get to my 50 and... Had the like felt like twenty thousand people just chanting your name, and it it just felt it felt amazing. There's no fear. It felt like a footballer out there. How they how they chant. So it was really cool.
0: That's awesome. And I mean, you're talking about Cape Town. I mean, Port Elizabeth. For you personally was and, and for the team as well because it was a it was a winning test. But that was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, you know, a, a hundred to your name. And there was still quite a few Barmy Army in the ground for that, wasn't there? There was certainly sort of dominating. I mean, we we were both there, Chris, weren't we? For that, what a feeling that is! I mean, brilliant. W- w- I mean, how much did you enjoy that feeling?
3: Yeah, it's, um, m- massively. And yeah, like I said, t- we had still a lot of Barmy Army there, too, so it felt like there was a big roar when you when you crossed the line as well. So that was cool. But yeah, the feeling when it when it trickled over the fence was amazing. It was, um, I think, as a, as a batter, you. you well, as a as a cricketer, you're dreaming of playing for England, and that's sort of the the first box ticks, and then you're like, right, what's next? And as a badass, it's like, oh, well, imagine if you imagine if you scored a Test hundred, how amazing would that be? And well, speaking to that, like, I remember speaking to Zach about it, and before, even actually before he got his double hundred, and he's like, how does it feel? What does it feel like? And it's, <laughs> uh, it it was it was an incredibly special incredibly special feeling, and it, it's I don't want to say it's a weight off your shoulders, but it's just a box that you just. Yeah, buzzing to tick as a bad, uh, Um Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can get some more under my belt. Um, if I you know, got out in the '90s this summer, which was annoying, but it was yeah. When it when it went across the line, it felt like a, it was it's a cliche. It was a dream come true.
0: Yeah. It was awesome. That was so good, that wasn't it? It was good. And obviously, Don Best with his Pfeiffer in that test as well. I mean, it was just, it was brilliant. And everybody seemed to contribute in some kind of way. All you young lads, didn't you? You all had some kind of heroics at some point on that tour. And it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, exactly.
3: It yeah. was one of those tours, yeah, you look around the change room after and everyone's, obviously everyone's buzzing to win the series, the big series away from home. But you look around at every single person when they were called upon put their hand up. I mean, even Wokesy didn't didn't play a massive amount, and he came in and just tore up in that last test as well. For example, and it's just yeah, it was a it was a, a that tour was obviously it was nice to score a few, but to win that series and that that feeling, you know, I've never sort of had a feeling like it. And it's probably one that will probably my first like biggest fond memory in in an England shirt, and memories that will stick stick forever.
1: Quality. What a moment! And I suppose going from. That amazing moment in the sun on tour, seeing all the supporters there to the bubble this year—complete stark contrast. But what was that like mm. playing with no one in the ground? Was that a lot different? Was did you could you have to find that extra ten percent?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it was it was different. I don't I don't think it necessarily affected the the actual performance on the pitch, but I guess yeah, sometimes there's there's points where. The main things were those points in that se- those both those series where a crowd would have been amazing. For example, that that Pakistan win where Wokes and Joss um, chased it down, that would have been ridiculous atmosphere. Um, and then a few times where we declared and then managed to get some late wickets in the day and moments like that would have been amazing atmosphere. But then, yeah, there was. It, did, it took a bit of getting used to having absolutely no one there, but I think I find when I'm batting, I'm in my own little bubble and I try not to let what's going on around me affect me. Um, so, But I think it's nice It's nice when you are batting, especially if you're on a few, if you're on your 30, 40, then you can enjoy the crowd. You can sort of look around a bit, enjoy it a little bit. And um, at points like that, then it, d- it did make a difference. And also, um, I, even in the warm-ups and stuff, just having, having not a single person and you're... You're, in, you're into the sick test match of the summer and it's like day three and you're like, you got, there's no, still no one here. And it's like, oh, geez, it'd be nice just to have a bit of atmosphere just to get you Be I guess at times like that, you had to dig a little bit deep and it, it was massively missed. But I mean, anything to, I mean, everyone was just buzzing to to get out there. And you see, Again, are you go back to how, how the big dogs acted, how the the broads, the jimmies, and they they you wouldn't know whether they're playing in front of I guess ninety thousand or zero people. Their preparation is exactly the same, and they go about it exactly the same way, which is it's a great lesson for for us young lads.
0: What's the aspiration? I mean, obviously, we don't really know what the plan is over the winter. Having spoke to a, sort of a few of the lads, and nobody really knows properly. Uh, but you, you sort of got your shoulder issue at the minute. How's it feeling? Is it going to be, you know, you know, is it is it a bit of a long, arduous process ahead, or, or is it feeling all right?
3: It's feeling okay. It was it was quite a big operation this. It was a keyhole last time round, I and mean, this time, there's they had a good old rummage around in there, obviously to hopefully it doesn't happen again. Um, so it, it was quite a big operation. So it's a slower process getting back to it, and it's pretty tedious in the gym. Um, but looking forward. Um, I'm hoping to be back fully fit at the start of January. I'm hoping to start picking up a bat in may, maybe at the start of December, if I, I think I've got a CT scan, this will be 10 weeks post operation. Um, and at that point, I know how, when I can pick up a bat again, but I'm hoping to be fully fit for the start of January. Um, and then hopefully, whenever the next test matches are, I'll be I'll be ready to go. I
1: love that, love that. And the most important part of rehab is obviously getting a puppy and you've done that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to get him on, but when he's asleep, then. Uh, oh yeah, don't uh, yeah don't. When he's behaving his best, <laughs> and, uh, 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 <laughs> even if I say his name, he'll start yapping.
0: And Popey, can you ju- can you take your cap off, pal, as well? Because uh, I want to see it's if you've got have, have you got your. Oh no, you've have you had that cut since the bubble or what? Yeah. Have you? Have yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs>
3: not in a while. A
1: Wrong lid, mate. I've
3: got I'm a, I'm a dad now, I'm a dog dad. I don't I
1: don't have time for don't oh, have time dad. for haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're all a fan of a good lid on this podcast except for Greg. Apart from me, I'm
0: just jealous. That's yeah, it, that's the problem. I'm just yeah, jealous.
3: Take what you can get, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not it's, it's that It's that a bad point to be honest
2: Tell us,
0: um how old do you think Greg is? Oh no, we're not doing this, are we? Go young, don't go young. Honest. Just go young, go young.
3: Honest, I'm on. gonna
0: say, I honestly, 33. <laughs> <laughs> that is so old. That is unbelievably old. Yeah. You're younger,
3: 26.
0: 20. There I'm we 26. go. 26. Thanks, mate. See, it's unbelievable, that, isn't it. Yeah.
3: This must be the
0: camera. <sighs> I'm obviously just, yeah. It's the, it's the camera
3: angle.
0: <laughs> it's the camera. No, we're not taking the first answer. He revised it. Nice one, cheese. <laughs> Also, I feel sorry for you, Pope, who Bruxy chucking that on you. That's not fair, is it? Uh, oh, nah.
3: That's
0: not fair. It's all right. None taken, pal. Uh, nice one. He
2: <laughs> Pope, he gets abused for his
0: age and his hair on it. Age, lot, hair, so. weight, everything. Yeah, some some of them, they don't even need any teasing and they do it. Unbelievable. Marcus Trescothic had so. me the worst, didn't he? That was a shocker. Anyway, it's what you
1: get for being a journalist,
0: mate. It's not. I'm not a journalist either. Oh, here we go, right. They're probably starting <laughs> on me here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you're not the guest. I'm not. you started it. Oh, dear. Uh, Poppy, it's been really good to have you on, mate. Um, Much appreciated. Good to talk to you. I hope your shoulder recovers. And uh, you need to get that lid sorted. But then again, after that comment, I'm just going to shut up
1: and
2: think we'll just end the pod where we are. Living a cat.
1: Living a cat. I, I, I want to hear... <laughs> Before we go, if we've got time, Greg, you can tell me if we haven't, but I want to know, obviously, aspirations for, hopefully, for an away Ashes tour at the end of next year. Um, Are you excited by that, playing in Ashes Mm. in Australia? Is that something that you've always wanted to do, obviously, being an England Test player?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we've got... I don't want to look too far ahead because, obviously, we've got a lot of cricket and there's a lot of Test cricket, hopefully, to be played before then. so I still got to keep my keep my place in the side, um, but it's it would be a dream. I think it's one of them. Um, your know, your memories of a kid I spoke about that O five uh, Ashes earlier. You've your memories of a kid are Ashes cricket, watching Ashes cricket on TV. Um, sorry, of cricket, and um, so it, it would be a dream come true to to go on an Ashes tour. And I pray that if if it does go ahead, and if it well, I'm sure it'll go ahead, but if um, if I can get on the plane, then I pray that the Barmy Army will be allowed out there because it just looks... I went and watched the Sydney test when I was out playing great cricket and it just looks ridiculous. Um, and to have that support from um, from be, being on the pitch, to have that support looks looks amazing. So fingers crossed. Amazing.
1: So you have already been part of the Barmy Army, that's what you're yeah.
3: saying? Yeah, it was a Friday, so I, was, I hopped in there. It was bo- it was that boiling day in Sydney Yeah. you're all in the sun all day. And I did a bit, half and half I did, Um, but yeah, I looked ridiculous.
2: Were you you hobnobbing on duty around the boxes because you're now in with the parliament or
1: were you out with the the (laughs) parliament? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I
3: was, no, no, yeah, I was just, I was, yeah, I was in the posh seats, mate.
1: (laughs) Cutting the ribbon for the new canteen. (laughs)
3: Yeah, exactly. Love it. Exactly.
0: Nice one, Popey. It'll be my 23rd Ashes tour by the time we go out there next winter. So, uh,
1: <laughs> so uh, nice one. Do you know, sorry,
2: before we go, Popey, have you got a Barmy Army song?
1: We've got a couple. Uh, there, there are
2: a
3: couple bouncing around. Yeah, there's a couple of little ones. Are you uh, going to no, sing them for them us? Watching a video, which is long. Yeah. I don't, I don't know them well enough yet.
1: We're perfecting them. We <laughs> the are bubble
3: Bubble them. life. I've... Yeah. No, yeah. I can't, can't sing them.
0: Any aspirations <laughs> to get on a ukulele like uh, like Ruti or or rather embarrassingly? Yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? Did st- you see Steve Smith last week? Dear me, that was oh, bad, wasn't yeah, it?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was in- interesting. As <laughs>
0: fuck <laughs> you. You would not be know, po- that out. <laughs> you would not be, post- you, won't be post- you won't be posting that online though, would you? If that were you, yeah, exactly? no, that was
3: an in- that was an interesting option that to be posting online. But fair play <laughs> if you don't back if you don't back yourself, who will? <laughs>
1: yeah, good point. Very good point. Yeah. We enjoyed it's the motto it.
3: Motto you go with, yeah.
0: Unbelievable, Poppy's been really good himself. to chat. We'll let you get back to uh, doggy dad duties, mate. Much appreciated.
3: Yeah. I'll just creep around and keep him asleep, hopefully. <laughs> well, man, Popey, nice to see you cheers, again. Cheers, guys. All the, best. Well, the good best good to See you. Out, you later. Later. Take it well, easy, mate. <laughs> cheers, cheers guys. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, mate. Podcast Network.